Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. <laughs> that was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Good Monday morning to everybody out there. A little quieter in the studio today than normal. I'm Ben Higgins. It is Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. And I am joined just over my uh, right shoulder by, by Dave Roberts back there on the wall. He's pretty silent during the show. And Lamont Butler. Yeah. And, and Woods' crotch. And Woods' yeah, uh, teabagging me during uh, a workout recently. My birthday picture, which, by the way, I was uh, authorized to... If you Here, I'll see if I can... I can slide this way. No, there it is, up on the wall. If you're looking on our <laughs> YouTube stream, you can watch us on YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we're streaming on Twitter, all over the place here on Men and Woods in the Morning. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Steve Liu is our, our design guy at Channel 10. He does all of our graphics. He's been there forever, I think longer than I have, more than 20 years. Good sports fan, big Aztecs guy, uh, loves Padres baseball as well. He made that for me for my birthday. Nice little still shot of Woods uh, yeah, sitting right on top of my face when I was trying to bench press down in the gym here. Uh, let me get an introduction underway, though. The, uh, the other person in the studio that's not Dave Roberts is Paul Rindle, our executive producer and imaging director. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning, Benjamin. Benjamin. Uh, yeah, Woodsy is uh, is off these uh, these first two days of the week. He's up at a, 
uh, visiting Los Angeles at a concert. He said at a cemetery. Was that last <laughs> night or tonight or when? When was he the going to the concert? Tonight. Tonight is the concert at the cemetery in Hollywood. Yesterday so. was, I think, just kind of goofing around the Hollywood Hills area yep. and exploring. But uh, hopefully, we'll. Um, I, I mean, I keep getting the the pushback notice of when the Padres are going to hire a manager. First, it was going to be late last week. Then maybe it was going to happen this weekend. Then for sure, you know, maybe today. Uh, last night, I saw another tweet. I think it was uh, J.P. Morosi who tweeted, uh, he's hearing middle of the week now for a new Padres manager. So maybe Woods <laughs> will will be back on Wednesday by the time the Padres actually do name a new skipper. But we're just kind of in waiting mode uh, for the Padres to make their first big decision of the offseason. How was your weekend, Paulie? Weekend was good. Good. Um just kind of quiet, hanging out at the house, got some shopping done. It's holiday shopping season. What's, you're shopping already for the holidays? That is... Go online right now. I know. Everybody... Black Friday is no longer a thing. Like It's like the whole month of November is Black I mean, Friday sales. I, I went to Costco in October, and there was already Christmas trees and everything up. So I get that you can do holiday shopping. You just feel like... um. An overachiever if you're actually out there getting stuff done right now. I, I can't even think about it yet. Like, like I, I could not bear to go and make decisions it on was what more, I'm going to get people for Christmas here on November only bought a few things. 13th. Only bought a few things, okay. but we're getting... You're you not know, like the, done, done. No, no, done. no, 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 no. The family, the family chat was, you know, was active on, okay, what do you want? What are you hoping to get? Stuff like that. Um, got a trip to Denver coming up on Friday for the weekend. So just getting ready for that. And, uh, other than that, new call of duty dropped, uh, last weekend or last week. So first weekend, definitely got some time in on that. Do you feel like at some point you're going to outgrow video games? Because I loved playing video games for many years and I found, now, in the last eh, five to ten years, I've really I've stopped, and I don't know exactly why. It's not like I have anything against them. I don't think, oh, video games, they're so childish and dumb. Right. I feel like it's maybe more I don't have the hand-eye coordination or the <laughs> quick mind necessary to do them anymore, which makes them less fun when I've tried them. They just seem so much more complicated than they were when I was... Younger, and I I just I can't like wrap my mind around the games that my kids play and how they work, and I'm not really prepared to dive in and figure them out myself. I've never played Call of Duty in my life, Um, so I I mean I grew up with the game. It's it's it came out in like '07 or something. I think it was the first one. So like I've really grown up with that particular franchise and video games in general have been big if you were born in 1990 uh so for me i'm still a ca- i'm a very casual gamer i mean the gaming industry is just insane nowadays the the way streamers and people can just make money and careers out of it that is so far beyond me uh it's time to just you know pass a few hours a week um but for me like I do have the familiarity familiarity with the controls in the game, so it's not like hand-eye coordination is ever an issue. It's more just uh, scratching that nostalgia itch. I think yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, my kids have done some of it. You know, streaming their sessions and you know playing with got headsets on where they're talking to people in other countries as they're playing yeah. the game together. And for me, video games was always a very like 
isolating experience. You'd go to your room, you'd close the right. door, you'd sit down for three hours, you'd have no contact with the rest of the world as you were playing Super Mario Brothers or whatever <laughs> it is, trying to you know beat the next level and right. get to the end of the game. But there was no... There was no chatting. There was no team kind of play. It was one-on-one. You're just trying to beat the level and the bad guy at the end and get to the next level. And then the next day you go to school and you tell everybody, oh, yeah, I got past World 7 and 6 last night. It was amazing. But there was no interactivity I would to say it. for me personally, it's exclusively a social thing. Like I only play when I got some buddies that are also online and we're hanging out and talking. So this In fact, week, yesterday I was playing with some tier ones. Yeah, I, I actually Anthony think it's, and, uh, I, Beans. I know. Well, I see him on the chat right now. I I know that there are some people, parents especially, who are concerned about online predators and who are you talking with online. And I get that. I mean, yeah. it's a uh, there are nasty people out there, and you want to protect your kids. However. I think that the video game experience where they're actually like talking to people and interacting and chatting and, you know, playing as a team is way better than what I was doing growing up. Completely like just sit down in front of a TV in my room for, you know, three straight hours without talking to anyone and playing a game. I'd rather have them doing it this way. And, you know, you actually learn some skills when you're interacting with other people, even if it's in a video game setting. So if you're being, you know, somewhat careful and just making sure that, hey, don't give out your address (laughs) or credit card information or phone number or anything to someone you don't know. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, you know, learn. You'll find some good people. You'll find some people you don't like. and, And this is a good way to kind of safely interact with the rest of society before you actually have to go out there right. as an adult and do it. So, uh interesting. So, I did I was kind of went back to being the old loner Ben this weekend. My kids were up at their festival up in Los Angeles that they went to. And on Saturday I went out and did the um the wishbone brawl. Well, in the morning we did the 101 cleanup, helped Shelly with that and that was a big success. A lot of people thanks to any of the tier ones who stopped on by and helped pick up trash uh, in Lucadia. The place looks amazing now. Uh, everyone did just just big, giant bags and buckets of trash and uh, made the whole place look much, much better. And then I went out to the Wishbone Brawl on Saturday afternoon, which is a uh, terrific event put on by John Ashworth at Goat Hill Park. Featured Xander Shoffley, Jeff Ogilvie, Chris Riley, fun. and some local pros. It was uh, two, t- uh, three teams of two. And I followed along. I was there for the front nine, and it was fun to actually watch Xander Shoffley and Chris Riley. They were a team. They bogeyed both the second and the sixth hole, the two toughest holes on the front nine <laughs> that I bogey all the time at Goat Hill. It made me feel so much better about my game to watch both of those guys struggle the way that I often struggle right. at that course. It looks like it's a short, easy course. It's not. Even the best uh, player, best players in the world struggles with that. So uh, that was a lot of fun, but... And then I went back, and, and Shelly was at work, and it was quiet, and had a lot of time by myself at my house, which I honestly have not I have not had by myself time at home for decades. <laughs> I had a my I shared a room with my brother for the most part growing up, had my own room in high school, but then when I went off to college, I always had a roommate, and then when I got my own place, I had a roommate, and then when I finally didn't have a roommate, I had a wife. 
and then we had kids, and I've really always lived with someone and rarely had any time outside of work by myself, but they were all gone, she was gone, and had just really quiet time at home, which was which was quite enjoyable, actually. Rare. Yeah, very rare. Did you have – do you have to share a room growing up, or were you, did you have your own room for the most part? I had my own room. You did? Uh, yeah, it was just me and my mom, and – and then after like in college and after college had roommates but always had my own room still and then after college i moved out i lived on my own for years and i loved it it was my favorite <laughs> like i mean i love being married love having a wife i wouldn't know but never done it in my life lived when i was out single, on my own never when i was once. single living solo was preferred for me because it gave me the chance i've always kind of identified myself as like an extroverted introvert where I have no problem going out, meeting up with friends, going to grab drinks or something, but I love the freedom of being able to leave whenever I want to go home to my own house and not have to deal with anybody else. So uh, that was that was how I did it. Yeah, there's always a coordination level necessary and a cooperation with right. someone that is good to be able to do, but honestly, I think it was between roommates for a couple of months once, but other than that, I've never really... <laughs> Been on my own, but it was kind of nice this weekend to have a quiet house, just uh, me and the dogs, and uh, watching some football yesterday. I had Red Zone on all day until I went to work um, and and had a lot of fun. We'll get into some of the, the sports over the weekend, both college football, NFL yesterday. I certainly got to, to watch a ton of it. Uh, college basketball, Aztecs, a loss on Friday night against BYU, and Obviously, we'll keep you updated on any Padres news. Uh, talk about some of the free agents. Still waiting. Stories breaking uh, as well. We did see uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. win a Platinum Glove Award uh, over the weekend. It was announced that not only did he get a gold glove, but Platinum Glove is the best overall fielder in the National League. So Pretty good, right? Yeah, I think the move to right field has been pretty much a, a success for Fernando Tatis Jr. in that first season. Uh, so congratulations to him. But we'll get into some baseball talk as well. I also wanted to mention, since I brought up the Wishbone Brawl, the uh, auction is live. We mentioned this a couple of times last week, but you can go you can go to our Ben and Woods Twitter page right now. I think, um, I think Paul, you guys retweeted it last night. Yes. Go to the link, and if you scroll down to the bottom, it's the Wishbone Brawl online auction. they got a bunch of items, like a, like a signed Masters flag from Xander Shoffley and some golf getaways and... Um, gear, whatever, but the, I think it's like the last item, item number 163. <laughs> Save the best for last. Scroll all the way to the bottom. You can bid on golf with the three of us, like a Ryder Cup style match where uh, you and a couple of buddies team up with either me, Paul, or Woods, and we all go play Goat Hill. I think it's on December 22nd, and you get like team outfits from Link Soul, <laughs> and we play golf all together, and it goes to a good cause. It's the North County Junior Golf Program and the Caddy Program for Kids up there at Goat Hill Park that they're raising money. They're trying to build a like a youth uh, academy up there as well, just something simple, but a place great for after cause. school for kids to go. It's such a great environment, and uh, it's just a healthy thing to do, uh, to be out on the golf course, young kids, walking, getting exercise, learning that kind of the etiquette of the game and the interaction with uh, you know other kids, adults, whatever. I think it's a good thing for them, and uh, they seem to have a fun time learning how to caddy and you know make some money, get some tips and whatever. It's uh, it's really cool, and what John Ashworth has done up there is amazing. But if you want to bid, uh, you can go click on that link for the uh, the uh, Wishbone Brawl auction and have a chance to play in a, a match with the three of us coming up 
next month at Go Hill Park, so you can check that out. But we'll get into it here coming up uh, this morning. And again, uh, Sam Levitt is going to be by in studio Sammy. for our last hour. Yeah, in season Sammy. Uh, this would be off season Sammy yeah. is going to join us for an hour as he checks in ahead of whatever the Padres make their announcement about a manager. We did hear the uh, Houston Astros decide on their new manager over the weekend. It's going to be Joe Espada, their longtime bench coach, to uh, take the reins from Dusty Baker, who retired. So it leaves just the Padres and the Brewers as the only two teams without a skipper now. I've got to imagine that the news is coming midweek, as Morosi says, or maybe sooner. I mean, maybe the Padres, the, the news conference might be the middle of the week, but they have to be. They what have to wait? be in the final stages. I mean, they have to be negotiating or talking to someone's agent at this point, right? I would I, I would assume so. I can't imagine that AJ Preller's just looking still at his lists of pros and cons going list of four guys, two Schilt? of which two is of which you've had in your organization clarity? for years. Is it heel? Is it Nevin? I uh. just can't decide waiting for some bolt of lightning flash of inspiration to hit him. <laughs> so they've got to be talking to someone at this point. It's gonna get out in the next I, I would think 24, 48 hours tops. Uh, we should have a Padres manager, so we'll get into that as well. Uh, so a listener beat Joe, uh, or beat Woods. It was Joe, right? Beat yes. Joe Woods on Take on Woods last week, so he'll get the Daily Diddy selection. And I'm turning it into a theme. He didn't give us a theme. No, but I'm turning it into a theme. I like that. Based on Joe's selection when we come back to get things started. Uh, it's great. It's me and Paul this morning on Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. Still Vicky on traffic. Yep, Vicky Pepper in for Kelly with our first check of traffic this morning on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. Just This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One day you're gonna have to face the deep dark truthful mirror. And it's gonna tell you things that I still love you too much to say. The sky was just a purple bruise. The ground was iron. And you fell all around the town until you looked the same. 
I can tell you that uh, listener Joe's Daily Ditty selection is Deep Dark, Deep Dark Truthful Mirror by Elvis Costello, only because Polly wrote it down in the chat. Otherwise, I <laughs> probably would not have been able to identify that pick, but uh, he won Take on Wood, so he gets the pick. But I'm going to choose the theme based on his song selection. Elvis Costello. And the theme Deep this Dark week. Dark Truthful Mirror. Artists who are known for wearing glasses. Okay. When they perform, especially. that I think that, that includes is, Elvis Costello. That would be an identifier for Elvis Costello. And just like I am an artist who wears glasses on stage when performing on both television and radio now. Well, you wear glasses. I, I do wear glasses. And so does Elvis. And so will our selections this week for our Daily Ditty. Okay. At 6.20 each morning for our song of the day. A uh, little breaking news. Uh, college football, we... I think we've had a third coach fired this weekend. Uh, this morning, Zach Arnett was just fired at Mississippi State. Joins, of course, Jimbo Fisher, the big one at Texas A&M, and Andy Avalos of Boise State, who were all fired over the weekend uh, out as college football coaches. I saw the uh, push notification from from ESPN about Zach Arnett. That's uh, old friend alert. Zach Arnett. That's right. Frequent Ben and Woods guest way back in the he day. He was an assistant coach at San Diego State and one of one of our first somewhat regular guests when we talked San Diego State football. He was the defensive coordinator yeah. at San Diego State, <laughs> went on to like Washington State and then went with Mike Leach to Mississippi State. And when Mike Leach died, he took over as the head coach, but I guess not going well enough for the, uh, the alums and the boosters at Mississippi State. He is out. And... I mean, these the stories this weekend, it's absolutely out of control what's going on in college football right now. I mean, you saw the buyout for Jimbo Fisher. That Insane. They are paying, I think it's $78 million to get out of his contract and move on. <laughs> he signed a $95 million contract extension a couple of years ago. And it's not like he's been terrible. He's been 45 and 25 as head coach at Texas A&M, but... They simply didn't feel like they were getting better or making any waves in the SEC, and they said, we need to move on. And I appreciate the fact that they care enough that they want to be doing better. You should want to always be improving and getting better as a program. The crazy thing is, who are they going to go and hire, though, now, (laughs) that is going to be able to make Texas A&M better than Alabama, and LSU and, and Texas and Oklahoma who are right. joining the SEC. There are just certain limitations that some schools have. Texas A&M, I think, had, I think they were fourth in the country like three years ago when Jimbo Fisher got his big extension. They really gave it to him because they were worried he would go to LSU when they gave the job to Brian Kelly. So they gave him a giant ironclad, <laughs> no offset money. I mean, even if he goes and and signs a $50 million contract somewhere else, they still have to pay him the entire $78 million left on his contract. It is, it's absolutely insane what's going on in college football right now. And I understand there's huge money. And I mean, if the coaches aren't going to get it, and, you know, obviously they don't want to give it to the players, who's going to keep all of that? The administrators at the college? That doesn't right. make a lot of sense. But as the cost of going to a sporting event just goes up, and up and parking and tickets and, and concessions and everything to go to. And we, the fans, ultimately pay for Jimbo Fisher's buyout. Now, I don't pay for it because I don't go to Texas A&M games. I don't really care. But basically, in the big, in the big scheme of things, you, 
All of these costs are passed on to fans one way or another. Would you start paying to go to San Diego State games if that meant uh, paying the buyout for Brady Hoke? The the more I think about it, I feel like it's crazy to to pay these huge dollars for coaches nowadays. Are they really that in any big sport of a, or college football? In any sport, really. I mean, including college football, but the NFL, NBA. What are they doing that is such? Who is such a difference maker as a coach right now? I I'd, I'd invest, you know. Good, solid salaries for my coordinators. You know, you want competent offensive and defensive coordinators who run good schemes or good teachers for the coaches. But it, it's weird. It's like radio. There's there's limited numbers of jobs out there. And they're coveted jobs. They're desired jobs. People like being football coaches. They like being in sports. Sure. Usually that pushes the cost of things down, right? Like, you don't get paid a ton in radio because it's a fun job and everyone wants to do it, and there's only a handful of them around. Well, yeah, that's... If you don't want to do it. They'll find somebody that'll do it for half your salary exactly. tomorrow. Why don't? Why does that not happen in the world of of professional and college coaching as well? Really, Jimbo, you want you want ninety million dollars? Where well, I bet I can find someone who can do the job almost as good as you can for one hundredth of that. Yeah, I, and I don't understand how these salaries have gotten. So incredibly out of hand. And again, I appreciate the dedication to winning. Boise State, in the same conference as San Diego State, the Mountain West, fired their coach in his third season, Andy Avalos. They were 5-5. Five and five. They won like 51-13 to 13 or something on Saturday over New Mexico. So it wasn't like, oh, they just looked so horrible, we had to get rid of him. They just didn't think that he was living up to the standards that their program had set. Yet... The Aztecs still have Brady Hoke as their head coach. He is now 10 and 13 the last two seasons. And this buyout of, what is it, close to $5 million seems prohibitive for San Diego State. Just shows you that San Diego State is not, they're not playing the same sport as Texas A&M. If Texas A&M can buy out a coach for close to $80 million and San Diego State has to nickel and dime on their you know, there's the disparity across the playing field. It, it's not even the same sport anymore. They're not. They're not playing the same game as the the SEC schools of the world. And this isn't even one of the good SEC schools that can do this. That they can afford. What would they, that would be? Sixteen buyouts of Brady Hoke in one fell swoop right. to move on from Jimbo Fisher and San Diego State. You know, can't really even pull the trigger. Nor I don't know. Should they? I mean, then you just go out and hire someone else. I wouldn't go and overpay for a coach if I was San Diego State. I don't, I don't. You kind of have to, though. I mean, uh, despite everything that you just said over the last five minutes, that's the way the game is played, at least today and moving forward. I mean, you need a coach who's going to be able to bring in good enough players and recruit good enough players. Now, high-profile coaches are going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, it helps if you've got a name like Dion that can dazzle. When he goes in and you know talks to parents and the kids and oh I want to play for Prime that's great well Sanders State's not getting Dion or anyone on the level of Dion Sanders so this point just find a a good coach with a good personality uh, you know who you know is going to be likable when he goes and visits kids and, and recruits them and, and puts together a nice system and, and tries to win some games because they had that coach his name was Rocky Long yeah he was he was he was not a sexy he was never a sexy coach. But he won enough games, did a pretty nice job as San Diego State coach. 
Mountain West program. And we still don't totally know why he left, <laughs> other than he never really enjoyed being a head coach. I could, t- I did enough, spent uh, enough time with Rocky knowing what he would say off the air, like, uh, I do not like this job. I mean, just he did not like the other parts of the job, other than coaching football. He hated it. He just hated it. And it's unfortunate that it didn't work out because San Diego State is going in the wrong direction in football. Another loss, 7 out of 8, first losing season since 2009. No bowl game this year. Playing out the string with two not, more. Not getting a bowl game is just... It's so easy to get a bowl game nowadays. It's pathetic to not get one. I mean, it used to be a... It like used you have to, to be like try to not get a bowl game these days. Yeah, it used to be an accomplishment to get to a bowl game. It's not. It's basically it's a sign of it's one extra game. Utter, it's more and, fun for the players. It's yeah, whatever. But the, if you don't get to a bowl game, it is a sign that your program has sunk to the the lowest of lows, the depths of college football. If you can't get to a bowl game, you are completely headed in the wrong direction, and that's where San Diego State is. Right now, um, we'll talk about the Michigan coaching thing as well at some point because that that might even be crazier than the Jimbo Fisher buyout right now. What's going on with Jim Harbaugh yeah, and that Michigan? That happened right after we got off the air on Friday. Yeah, weird. But uh, let's take a time out. We'll come back. I want to get into some Padres news. Still looking for that new manager. Saw one of the managerial candidates cheering on a certain former football team that used to play here over the weekend. Some people are up in arms about that. I have a bit more of a, a measured take on uh, Benji Heel cheering for the Chargers over the weekend. I see people talking about it in our chat. So we'll get to that coming up with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And here, the NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Wild day in the NFL yesterday. Welcome back. It is Ben and Paul here on 97.3 The Fan. Woodsy is going to be off uh, back on Wednesday morning. There were five different games, Paulie, that ended with field goals, with triple zeros on the clock, uh, either breaking a tie or switching uh, the team trailing to winning at the end of the game. Walk-off field goals. Yeah. Now, baseball, you get walk-offs. Like, one of the best parts of baseball are walk-off wins, bottom of the ninth, Home run, everybody goes home happy. Football, you have them occasionally in overtime, uh, you know, the walk-off winners. Usually. That was a, a record, wasn't it? But, yeah, this is the first time there's ever been five NFL games on the same Sunday that all ended with triple zeros on the clock. Because some, 
sometimes you kick a field goal and there's like 20 seconds left and you still have to kick off and right. you know, the other team doesn't you know can't move it down the field and that that's how the game ends even, or with a kneel three down seconds or, and you just yeah. do a squib kick but and, yeah you had five different games yesterday that ended on literal walk-off field goals as time expired including the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions, who went into SoFi Stadium, traded touchdown for touchdown with the LA Chargers in the second half, and won it 41 to 38 after a very gutsy fourth down call by, I mean, it's got to be like everybody's favorite coach in the NFL nowadays, Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. Seven and two now? They're seven and two yeah. now. So they were driving down, tie game 38 38, but they hadn't been able to stop. Justin Herbert and the Chargers in the second half. The Chargers hadn't been able to stop the Lions' offense. And they came down. It was fourth and two. They were in field goal range, but there was still like a minute and a half, minute 40 left. And if they kicked the field goal, they would have taken likely a 41-38 lead. But they would have given the ball back to the Chargers, who the way things were going had plenty of time to drive down for at least a tying field goal, if not a winning touchdown. Instead, on fourth and two, the Lions decided to go for it, and they converted the first down, and because the Chargers had no timeouts left, they were then able to kneel three times, get the clock down to three seconds, take a timeout, and then kick the winning field goal, not ever risking giving the ball back, putting it back in the hands of Justin Herbert. It was gutsy. If it had not gone well, I think Dan Campbell would have faced some criticism, but to me, it was 100% absolutely the right play, and not just because it worked, but you you saw how the game was going. Your defense wasn't really stopping anybody. Keenan Allen had a monster game, 175 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, he played it smart. You know, sometimes the smart thing doesn't always turn into a win, but in my mind, that was undoubtedly the smart thing to do. One of the people on hand who was disappointed and sad about Mario the Chargers... Lopez. Losing. Well, Mario Lopez was one of them, probably. But it was Padres managerial candidate, Benji Heal. We'll get to his uh, his Chargers involvement involvement this weekend after a check of traffic here at 97.3 The Fan. From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Vicki Pepper. 15 South at Market got a report of smoke visible from the freeway. That may be catching some folks' attention, so use extra caution there. I'm Vicki Pepper, in for Kelly Danick with Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So I don't, I would be very hypocritical if I said I was mad at Benji Heel for cheering for the Chargers. Like I said, my dad still cheers for the Chargers. You feel how you feel. And if you cheered for that team your whole life and you couldn't give them up even after they moved, I understand. That's how you feel. And I don't have a problem with that. I see people in our chat saying, Joe Musgrove still cheers for the Chargers. We love Joe Musgrove. We don't hold it against him. He's still a San Diego guy. It's it's okay to cheer for the Chargers. I think it's a weird decision. It's kind of painful considering they're not a San Diego team anymore. Right. They do nothing but break your heart all the time. And I have never been happier as a football fan since giving them up a few years ago. And now I can watch and enjoy and laugh as they just lose close game after close game. And I, I think I'm happier than I've ever been as a football fan 
really just cheering against the Chargers. I really have no other big time rooting interest other than you know watching them lose. I don't even hate watch, but it's, no, I, I don't it's mind fun. if I miss the game. It's but. fun to watch them falter and 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 blow it in the fourth quarter as they typically often do. I happen to I happen to be watching yesterday. Did I want them to lose? Absolutely, I wanted them to lose in the end, and they just. They almost never disappoint. It's crazy on those close games how they always find a way to to kind of blow it in the end. And, you know, depend you know, to change coaches, it doesn't really change anything about what's going on. So yesterday, uh, Benji Heel, and I didn't even know he was on social media, but I assume this is uh, his Twitter account because he's in the picture, <laughs> said, here at SoFi Stadium to support our Chargers to go get that W. Uh, and he had all of his you know, friends and family, looked like family members in the house. Uh, Die Hard Bolt Club, he t- he tagged in the tweet as well. So Benji Heel, still a Chargers fan. Grew up, you know, Tijuana, Castle Park High School, like most of us here in San Diego, we're Chargers fans. He stuck with them, went to the game, still cheering for the team. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I know some Padres fans immediately said, "Well, that turns me completely off the idea of hiring Benji Heel as the new Padres manager." That's that's an overreaction to the situation. I think it's weird to still root for the Chargers. That's my personal thoughts on the matter. Uh, I'm not gonna. Remove you from my life if you're still remaining a Chargers fan. That's that's your prerogative. Like that's that's your decision. Personally, for me, I'm done with them. Cut the tie. Don't really care about the NFL in general anymore. Um, but that's not going to hinder whether or not I think he's the right guy for the job for the Padres. If he is. If you knew that Benji Heel was the right guy and he was going to go on and lead the Padres to tons of success as manager <laughs> over the next few years, you'd be crazy to not want him to be the manager right. just because he he cheers for the Chargers football team. My opinion on Benji Gill, Ben, ben I mean Hill, is the same today as it was on Friday. That he is my top choice if given the opportunity. I would like to see him as the manager of the Padres. That How- hasn't changed. However. I will throw in, we don't know if Benji Heel is the right guy for the job. And he's right now trying to differentiate himself from Mike Schilt and Ryan Flaherty and Phil Nevin and who knows who else that A.J. Preller may have talked to that we don't we don't even know about at this point. Well, isn't there more to that? You, you mentioned the uh, John Paul Morosi tweet from last night. Earlier in the show, he said Padres expected to announce a managerial change midweek. But then at the end, he said they're still talking to external, other external candidates. Or had, what, what was the phrase? Yeah, the, you know, mystery uh, candidates. Yeah, it, it didn't wasn't mystery, but it was like external candidates that aren't Schultz and still Flurry. being considered. Yeah. Uh, uh, the national reporting on the Padres has been very underwhelming in my mind. You know, everything that I see just seems like a lot of guesswork and, well, AJ's unpredictable, so let me tweet this. It probably won't be right, but it'll sound kind of right if I tweet it out. I mean, that's what it feels like a lot of the national reporting on the Padres is right now. If Benji Hill is the right guy, great. And and he may be the, the correct guy for this job, but he's trying to differentiate himself as a candidate at the moment. And one thing that that, that Benji has for going for him, I think at least in the court of public opinion, San Diego guy, Chula Vista, Castle Park High School, Tijuana. He's got that local 
flair that we do love here in San Diego. There's no doubt about it that that we as sports fans maybe in San more than Diego any other city in America love a good San Diego connection. I'm as guilty of it as anyone. When you post publicly, though, on the weekend when presumably AJ Preller is is making his final decision as to who the Padres manager, and I don't know that AJ is considering this at all. But when you post publicly that you're supporting an L.A. football team on this very weekend, that's a choice that you put out there into the universe. I don't think it's going to cost Benji Hill the job, but it added a level of, if he gets the job, adds just a little level of uh, you know of headache that he didn't need, that he didn't have to deal with. He could have gone to that game. Don't think anyone would have noticed or tweeted, hey, look who's at this Chargers game. I think, isn't that... Isn't that Mexico WCBC manager Benji Heal? This game he could have gone anonymously in Los Angeles. No one would have ever known about it. Go cheer for your team. Don't have a problem with it. By tweeting about it, though, you are adding that level of attention that you probably didn't need to put in there at the last minute. Now, do I think that AJ is going to go, oh, I was just about to hire him. Now I'm not. <laughs> of course not. That would be nuts. That would be ridiculous to not hire Benji Heal. Because he went to a Chargers game this weekend. Yeah, I don't think that's going to have any impact on the decision. Would I have tweeted about it if I was Benji Heal going to a Chargers game this particular weekend? Would I have Would I have maybe tried to show more of a understanding of the sports landscape in San Diego and the polarizing nature of the Los Angeles Chargers before I publicly attached to myself to that team as I'm trying to become the manager of the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I probably would have thought twice before hitting send on that particular tweet yesterday. Go to the game next weekend. Fine. Or in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's probably... I have not scrubbed Benji Heal's Twitter account to see how many times he's posted from a Chargers game over the years. Maybe it would be easy to go back and, oh yeah, he's gone to a half a dozen games every year and he posts from every single one of them. So you can't really hide it. If it's out there, it's out there. The timing of it, though, was, I think, an unnecessary misstep. I mean, I guess. By Benji Heal. I I didn't take it that way. I know a lot of people did. Um, I, I, I guess I... Maybe it's apples and oranges, but we brought up Joe Musgrove. Like, Joe is still a Chargers fan. Joe goes to Charger games at SoFi Stadium still. He was a Charger fan when he signed in San Diego or got traded or whatever it was uh, a couple of years ago. And that didn't change anything for anybody's opinion of Joe. So why should it hinder anyone's opinion of Benjamin Hill? Uh, Antonio chimes in on our YouTube chat. I mean, the Chargers were originally from San Diego. Maybe he's just following the team since San Diego doesn't have a football team anymore. Thank you, Magic Johnson. Yes, I think that is exactly. He was a fan of the team when they were in San Diego. And like many, he still follows them because we don't have another team to follow. So, you know, just trying to make the best of the situation. I get why he's cheering for the LA Chargers. I really do. It's not, I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. I just feel like it was. It was a self-inflicted, you know, just just shoot your toe. I mean, you don't need the little toe, but you just kind of shot your toe right there for no reason whatsoever as you're trying to become the manager of the San Diego Padres. That's all That's all I'm saying. Doesn't disqualify him from the job. Like if, if we were able to find out whether or not that 
post those pictures of him at a Chargers game actually has any impact on whether or not he gets the job as the manager of the Padres, that would be such a massive red flag on the organization. It doesn't. If he does get the job, will there be at least some people in San Diego who cares about the court of public opinion is going to, we're going to be outraged no matter what. People will be mad if Benjamin Hill gets the job, if Ryan Flaherty gets the job, if Mike Schilt gets the job, if Phil Nevin gets the job. It's like 50 Did you just 50. call him Benjamin Hill? Benjamin Hill. 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 It's not Benny Hill. Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> we are really going to struggle with what to call him. Well, I keep going to Benji Gill, and then as the words are coming out. Honestly, if like, he gets the job, first question is... Benji, just please tell us exactly how you want us to say your name from we're here. Gonna, we're going to say going. a lot. And if he says, doesn't matter to me, whatever, I'm going to go, no, 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 that's, no, no, that, no, no, no. You will tell us exactly how you want us to say your name, <laughs> and that is how we are going to say it going forward. I don't want any of this, whatever you feel like, uh-uh, it's a name, everybody has a name and how they want it pronounced. You know, it's not, oh, King Rindle, Rendell, Randall, doesn't matter to me. No, it's your name. <laughs> Say it the right way. Tell us the right way, though. We can't just inherently know what the right way. Never mind. Never mind. I think we should have a manager here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the news leaks from some, you know, a, a passing type tweet, maybe even later today, Padres may confirm it. Tonight or tomorrow, and then maybe a news conference on Wednesday, sort of thing. I mean, it's got to happen. It's got to happen pretty soon. What are we? There's, I mean, there's not there's not much more information you can you can add to the equation. Again, you, we know we know the four candidates, and then there was Morosi's uh, reporting yesterday of still considering other mysterious dark horse candidates or whatever. But it's pretty much down to four guys, two of which have been in your organization for years now. You know them pretty well. I I just don't know what we're waiting on here. Like make I, a decision. I mean, Let's go. Contract Let's move on. is there contract talks involved? Is I, I don't know what's going on. I feel behind like if the we scenes, were at that but... point, something would have gotten leaked out though. Still. All right, we'll have some more Padres talk coming up. Uh, free agent news: Little Ken Rosenthal this morning on Blake Snell. Just a a note or two about possibilities for him in the offseason. Also wanted to go through, uh, he posted this last week, we didn't get to it. Eno Saris has some under-the-radar free agents. Padres will certainly need to fill their roster, but it sounds like they can't do it with the top-line guys, so who are some of the under-the-radar under the free agents that the Padres or other teams could be interested in? We'll get to that coming up. Play some take on Woods. Well, actually, let's do real or fake, since uh, Joss is not here and Woods is not here. Play real or fake and try to qualify someone for a trip to Las Vegas. Coming up next, talk about the Aztecs' loss at BYU on Friday. Not all ahead here on 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 